It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, Talk LP News fans? It's podcast time. Amber Bradley, your host, here with special guest today, stepping into the hot seat, John Golden, Vice President of Loss Prevention for Gabe's. What's up? Hey, I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, man. Okay. So you're super introvert. So it's going to be hard to kind of get you out into the hot seat. This could be difficult. Okay. So if people don't know you, which would be crazy because you're an industry staple, a veteran, um, give us a little bit about your background, kind of uh, specialties, what you're doing at Gabe's before that go. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, we could probably spend a whole podcast on my life history. So I'll make this really quick. It's really, it's really crazy because in the 90s, I don't remember the 90s, and it's not because there was issues outside of work, but I don't remember the 90s because it was so fast from a work standpoint. So I started off in LP for a company called Track Auto, which is long time gone. People that listen to this might know, remember Track Auto. Um, they were the AutoZone before AutoZone became AutoZone, and they could have been. Uh, but they didn't. So I started there in LP. And then after that, um, I decided while I was doing that, I'd be crazy enough to open up a service station. My dad was a mechanic. I love cars. Ground up in Chicago, I took a station that was closed and rebuilt it on my own and ran it for two and a half years with him. Whole story behind that, but I got rid of it. Love business. Uh, went to school for business. Um, and then uh, I decided, well, I like us so much. I like uh, LP. I'll become a law enforcement officer. So I told you, 90s was crazy. So I was uh, in law enforcement, went to the academy uh, in Tinley Park in Orland Park, Illinois, and did that for some time, and then started to transition back into just full-time LP. Uh, So I got into Home Depot, worked there for a little while, learned the big box environment, Uh, went to Pep Boys. Why not? I'm a car guy, right? So I got Pep Boys, enjoyed that. Uh, But my career really took off at Family Dollar. So I went to Family Dollar when it was a very small company. Back then, it was less than, I think, 2,400 stores or something. That's pretty small. Um, but they took off and grew. I actually went through my career to about 8,000 stores. And that's where I kind of went from field LP person to next level LP person to regional to a VP of LP. And then I had the opportunity, because of my business background, to be a operations a regional vice president of operations. For three years, I ran a whole region from an upside. And I will tell anybody that. As an LP professional, if you could have the opportunity to do that, to do it, because you get a chance to see the whole other side of the world and have a whole rush, whole different respect for what happens from an operational standpoint. So that partnership between LP and ops really meshes well. Um, so 15 years there, and then Dollar Tree came in and took over Family Dollar, and I thought it might be good for a change. Went over to a company called Bevmo for a short period of time. Uh, I tell everybody that first company, only company I worked for where you did liquor tasting at lunch. So it was kind of a thing to do. Um, and uh, I was there for only a short period of time. And then some people that worked at Family Dollar went to Ulta and uh, they graciously called me and said, we'd love you have to come over there. And I spent four and a half years there as the LP director, really having a lot of fun building that department. I have a lot of great friends and, and people that I still associate there, obviously. And then the opportunity came up to come to Gabe's um, as a VP and uh, just love this team. So I met the team. I got a chance to understand where they were going, their vision, and it fit really well with me. So uh, with that being said, here I am. So that's a lot. 
That's a lot, Amber, to shove in a couple minutes. <laughs> well, what's cool is it shows and demonstrates your loss prevention practitioner, you know, acumen versus lots of different footprints, lots of different retail concepts. I mean, from the bazillion SKUs at Home Depot to discount, family dollar, Dollar Tree. Um, you know, it's interesting. A couple things there I want to hit on. Um, yeah. You know, there's not many vice presidents or people that have, you know, quote unquote, made it. Um, nothing you need me to tell you that you've made it. But those people with the titles, you know, that there's not many that along their career path haven't dipped into operations for a time. Right. So curious, um, when you decided to do that, was it because you knew, hey, look, this is the next trajectory of my career is that mm -hmm. you all you know, you got to get into operations or were you like, look, I don't really know. You know, I, I, I'm trying to speak to a lot of people out there in the audience there, you know, they're kind of like, what is my next move? You know, I do want to yeah. go up the ladder. Like, is it operations or is it something that you just kind of didn't like and then went back to LP? Like, I'm just curious so people can understand a path. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question because a lot of times that's why I try to explain. I love business. Okay. And so one of the things that I could talk now about that probably talk throughout this is that from an LP standpoint, I'm probably a little unique. I'm not as, as that I would say old fashioned from an LP thinking standpoint. And I mean that in a good way and a bad way, but I love the part of business. So from a success standpoint and fighting strength, you really need to understand goods coming in, goods going out. So I love inventory process. And so as an LP professional, we are taking out the bad guys, working ORC and all that stuff that's bread and butter cases. Um, but I've tried to teach the team to be really good at business. And so when that happened, a lot of that was at Family Dollar based on my previous experience from the things I've done. And Family Dollar saw that in regards to not just being an LP professional and being able to help with the strength and control that, but understand the business and be able to develop and work with people. So I had a really strong LP team. I like to work with people. They saw that as a, as a strength. They saw the part that I love the business part. And so when they came to me, it's funny because when they came to me, um, I said, uh, I love the opportunity, but can I talk to the senior VP to make sure this is something he wants, right? Because sometimes you're trying to figure all that out. And he flew all the way into Memphis um, and to meet me. And we walked the store together and he said, John, I want you because, you know, good with people and you understand the business and we think this is a good transition for you. And it was, and I, and I loved it in regards to it. So that was something that engaged me, but some LP people were like, that's just not their forte. And so maybe they're more to the point of staying in the, I'm going to stay in the loss prevention field. That business part is good to know, and it helps me run my business, but not something I want to do. Uh, and, you know, some people love to just work where they're at, but maybe are not that next level leader because you're leading a lot of people in a lot of different directions. So I did all that. Now, the question you said was, why did you leave it, right? You loved it so much. Why did you leave it kind of thing? It, the opportunity just presented itself. And I think because my career has always been loss prevention, when recruiter, a recruiter, a couple of recruiters called me and Bevmo came up, I saw there's an interesting opportunity because I was a team of one. It was me. And so when I went to Bevmo, I thought, wow, this is interesting. This will be the first time that I'm walking in as a director, but really just owning the whole, the whole operation. Small company like Abe's, you know, 140 stores at the time. And I really enjoyed what was going on there. What allowed me to go to the next level was when I had the opportunity to move to Alta with some people I knew and I saw the opportunity what I could do as an LP professional there and my LP experience in Family Dollar helped at Alta because it kind of flowed back and forth because I was able to do a lot of the operational things that 
I was able to do a family dollar at Ulta. So kind of see how they flow back and forth. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, you talk about being good with people, right? And leading a team. And, you know, I, uh, I recognize in myself pretty quickly that I am not good at managing people, right? So, so building up to something that I've got, I'm leading 30, 40, 50 people is probably not a good idea because then I'm going to think that I do it better than everybody. So I'm not going to give them any work to do. (laughs) But I give you that example because you talked about, you know, people knowing their strengths, right? What, talk a little bit about what you think about that piece of the career puzzle, because I knew that. So I'm like, well, I figured it out quickly. Um, when, you know, you go through people you're like, maybe it's me. It's not all these people that aren't good at what they're doing. It's me. So what do you, what do you say to that loss prevention exec person that might be looking for their next realm job, right? Going up the ladder, but either the self-discovery of a little awareness of what they're good at and what they're not good at, or are they ever going to be able to get to the VP level, not being good with people? I don't know. There's no real solid question in there. But when you were talking about that, I was like, man, talk a little bit about that part. Yeah, I will tell you, um, I I think one of my secret jobs, if I could go back, you and I are talking a little bit is I have many. Okay, if I could go back and redo this, but one of them is I, I love the the psychological part of who we are, and so those that know me, work with me, know that I, I spend a lot of time putting, asking people to go through some training with me together. So I go through eight leadership skills and it helps me understand how this person leads. Right, it gives you a whole different dynamic. And then I'm a big disc person, so I love for the team to go through disc. So obviously in a disc realm, I'm, I'm an I, and I'm like flying by the seat of my pads. Okay. I'm going to have you at the party. We're going to have a good time, those kind of things. But a lot of LP people are C's, very strategic regarding financial numbers and what's going on. Well, I need those C's. So I going through this training allowed me to see C is really more analytical. A D is more dominant. They're going to just push through the wall in regards to getting something done. And S is going to be more quiet, but they're going to talk through things. And then they're going to come to this meeting and just kind of enlighten you with one statement because they're taking everything in. And on the I, it's just running okay but knowing that and learning myself and then doing that to my team and understanding them helped me understand how to manage them differently and knowing that their reaction is not because of something I said or did it's just because of the way they are who they're made of and they're processing things differently than I am so for me it's kind of cool it's like doing an interview an LP interview I love LP interviews I kind of miss that part of the field because you're interviewing that person on information that you have sometimes you got an ace sometimes you got a a two with no, no, nothing else in there. Right. And you've got to play this opportunity. I'm not saying you do the same thing with people. What you are is not interviewing them, but you're understanding who they are. And then that helps you in regards to how do you manage them differently? I find that um, intriguing, but exciting. Some people may not, like you said yourself. I mean, some people are like, oh my gosh, this is hard. So when you're leading a large team, understanding how they all operate, how the pieces go together to make this whole boat run run way. Um, it's challenging, but fun. So, so, so your advice too would be if you're, if you are wanting that next level in your career, but you know, maybe you're not that great with people or leading your team, or maybe you're, maybe when you get that review, the feedback is, Hey, look, you know, you can improve in some of these areas. Um, 
your advice would be understanding some of these different personality yep. traits and doing some research, maybe understanding your own, take your mm -hmm. own, take a personality test yourself and understand yep. yourself. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Cause once you do that, you start to understand who you are and how you operate. Um, it'll allow you to be able to understand how you react to, to certain things, right? So every action is a reaction kind of thing. So yes, I would tell anybody today as I tell them when they're sitting in my office and they work for me in regards to this, let me help you identify some of the things that you're really good at. And let's see if that takes you down a different path. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Some people are good single contributors. You give them a task, they're amazing. When they understand that's who they are, it's a lot easier for them to live with that. But it, some people are good people leaders, but they don't know how to lead those people. So you just got to help get some guardrails up and put them in the right programs. But yeah, I would tell everybody, one is, my, my advice to everybody is, first of all, be yourself. You, you are who you are, right? I mean, if you're not a leader of people, that's okay. You can be a leader of a project. It's all right. Don't worry about that. So be yourself. Understand those around you differently. So take some of the opportunity to take training, self-training to understand who you are, but who others are. So you understand how they react and how they under, how, how to understand them, I guess, a little bit better. Um, one of the things I like about, about Gabe's is we have uh, what they call the bridge culture, which is really cool. And one of it is, is treat people with respect. So always treat them with respect, never take it personal in regards to how they react to you or what they say. Some people have come to me and said, man, I don't like the way that person responded to me. I said, give it a couple of days. Maybe they're going through something in their personal life or something that's causing them to react differently. And then a couple of days from now, I'll go back and say, hey, you said this to me this way. Was there a reason why? And at that point, it's a moment in time, right? It changed. They may say, you know what? I was having a tough moment. Sorry, maybe I came across wrong with This is kind of what I meant. So those are things that I would tell people is just really reflect and understand yourself and then um, reach out, search out for people, you know, even like myself to say, what can I do to, to help? make myself the next level leader if that's where I want to go so yeah which is super hard right because you're yeah. you're getting vulnerable with someone especially if it's you know your boss or whatever to say look yeah. you know give me your feedback of what I can do to maybe be a little different but talk a little bit about you know I know you came into Gabe's and you guys are rapidly growing and rapidly growing your team and um I'm curious you know as a leader as you come into a certain organization um you know, just kind of looking at the team and, and what you, I don't want to say evaluate. It's not the people necessarily. It might be the organization, you know, to say, Hey, look, this place, you know, here's some things of growth. Maybe we need an ORC. We need to build an ORC program here. We need to pump up the internal piece here, the training piece here. Like, are there any specific that I know, you know how I do. I didn't put this on the list of questions that we were going to talk about, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, just curious if you have anything where you say, you know, look, as like as new, because how long have you been with Gabe's now? Oh, nine months now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I mean, you're still under that newbie year mark, right? Um, yeah. And and what's cool is you bring with you this plethora of experience, right, from all different environments, which I think is so cool because it's it's complicated. You know, I mean, I I, I am not one that subscribes to. The shrink formula is the same everywhere you go. And it, it, to me, it seems complicated each place you go. I mean, granted, Gabe's might not have the number of SKUs that Home Depot does, right? Mm -hmm. So there's different ways to tackle it. I'm just curious, overall methodology, you know, if you will, right? It might be esoteric. It might be like, here's the things I evaluate. Just want to get in your head a little bit. Yeah, um, well, first I'll say, 
without beating a dead horse on it, it, it took me seven months to really get to know this team, but really understand the people here. Um, I came here because of the people. The people here are amazing. Uh, my leader and those I'm working with and have the fortunate opportunity to have Elena here with me and she's done a really good job in the field and we're, we're building this team here. So really, I got a chance to understand the Gabe's people. We had some really good LP people here that uh, have been here for years. The, the um, tenure here is amazing. So when you see that tenure and you think they really like Gabe's, now what can I do to, to make it better? Because I'm not bringing some other company here and making it what they are. They're Gabe's who they are. They were here before I was here. So what do I do? In regards and that's to a good it? lesson in, in yes. people coming to different cultures. Yes, you, you're not going to embrace the culture that you're walking into, right? You learn a lot from the other culture, but enjoy what's here. Enjoy the people that are here as well, because they've been here and they've done so much. And one of the things that I'll just sidetrack here for a second, that's what happens a lot. That's what we I'll do, sidetrack. unscripted. Yeah, is, is the fact is, is that I always try to make sure that I remember that the things that I'm doing here may have a little bit of a different twist or flavor but they may have been doing this before I got here. And I want to make sure I always recognize that this is, this is what you guys have always done. I'm just adding a little twist and we're doing it all together kind of thing. Cause I don't want ever to walk in and say, you're changing the world. Cause I'm, I'm really not. I mean, all I'm here is do to support the team that's here that's been doing the work. And so the biggest thing I found is the interesting thing goes back to that business thing was the inventory process here. You just mentioned is really different because we don't have a set set of, we're not going to get the same type of skew every week in this store, right? It's a kind of a treasure hunt. Things come in, super cool. People buy them, they go. We may never get them back. And so with that being said, is how do I manage that? How do I get it so that I can predict this store is having a shrink problem before it has a shrink problem? So that's been one of the fun challenges. Uh, we're having some success so far early this year in regards to some of these we're doing from an inventory standpoint. The team is very open with finance and, and my LP team, the operations team, HR, we're all in partnership in regards to where we're going, what we're doing. Um, and it's really me coming in and getting to know the team, but then trying to put a little bit of a business twist on it and then bring partnerships together. So bringing finance or inventory team with the LP team, with the ops team, all looking at the same kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of where we're going and we're having some fun with it already. But I mentioned to you earlier is one of the things I had to do is brand us, right? So you and I could have conversations all day long because we love this marketing thing, yeah. right? I, yeah. I told you that may be my other secret job, right? Weather band. <laughs> playing baseball, <laughs> marketing. But those that know me in the past is um, you, you got to make it fun, right? Shrink is a tough deal, but you got to make it fun for everybody to have fun with. And so, um, you know, at the other company, I, we did some fun stuff with, with a mascot and it worked really well. And I shared with you before. And then when I got here, what I needed to do right before the holiday is, is give us some identity. Nobody really knew what the LP team did other than, well, oh boy, here they come. Yeah. And so I wanted to be where when we walked in the door, it wasn't that do, 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 do. It was like, hey, you're here. So we came up with a, with a small program called the Sly Fox and we branded it and we had some fun with it. And it was just to keep the fox from stealing our profits for the holiday. And it really has taken off. And now everybody's like, this is really cool because it's not just about LP taking away the bad guys, which is what we got to do, or chasing the bad guys, not outside the store, but, you know, figure, not figuratively, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but the point is, is that my job is to get it so that they're thinking about how they protect their store every day and the smallest things, whether it be a markdown, tagging something correctly, or making sure we check the trash. So those have been the things that I had to come and evaluate and then breathe the life. And then I could start to filter in the smaller things are the more important things probably that drive LP success. So cool stuff. It's been fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and I think that that there are a lot of good points there, especially when you're coming into to a new place, you know, every week people want to come in and make their mark, right. And brand it. And you want to be like, well, there might be a different approach that is a little more team oriented, which I think you articulated perfectly. Um, okay. I love this question. It is our, always a prepared one because I think it is neat and, and deserves a little like forethought, right? Um, mm -hmm. Career advice you would give to your, whatever, 25 year old self, right? And I think this is always interesting because you, you have that opportunity to look back, especially at all the different career choices that you've made um, and say, hey, look, like what, like what? What would you tell that this young car guy? Well, I would tell you, slow down just a little bit. That's what everybody tells me, right? <laughs> and I drive fast, you move fast, so that's it. Um, I would say, um, be happy in the role that you're in, first thing. That's my first advice. As I talk about going too fast, enjoy that time that you're in that role. And people that have worked for me and work for me now know that um, because of the fact I said is as much as you think you can do that next role because you see somebody else doing it, like, oh, I got to do better than that. You don't realize it. Don't You haven't walked a mile in their moccasins, so to speak, right? You haven't walked in their shoes. And so give yourself a chance to learn that role and understand that role really, really well before you go to the next role. So learn your role and be happy where you're at. Second thing is be adaptive. Things are going to change. And, and even the way you think is going to change. So be open to that adaptiveness in regards to how the team is changing. Retail's changed so fast. I mean, heck, you could be, you could have one boss, you could have three bosses in three years, right? Things change. And so the makeup of that changes and you've got to be able to move with that change. Um, and so just spend the time making sure that you're adaptive, but also be reflective. And I always tell everybody, I talk about this a lot, reflect on yourself and your team, even personally, every day. Go back and spend a few minutes um, reflecting on how the day went, what something you did really well and something that you should have changed. And make sure that you're looking over those things, whether whatever your quiet time is. I like to drive. Okay, obviously I like cars, so I like to drive. So sometimes the windshield time is really good for me because I can do a lot of reflect in regards to things or come up with new ideas. And then I'm talking into my phone, putting those ideas into there so that I can remember later on to work on. So if I was, if I could go all the way back, I would say slow down a bit, be happy with the role you're in, um, learn to be adaptive and change, and then spend some time more reflecting in regards to where you're at with your, with your career. So it's good. I love that. What's funny is us sitting here today, right? We're older yeah. and you can, you can look back and be like, why didn't I just chill and spend that yeah. time? Why didn't I study abroad? Why didn't I, you know, and, but when you're in that, you're like, I gotta go. I gotta, you know, you're a driver. Right. And yeah. it's interesting. It's such hard advice that you want to say, you know, that perspective of looking back and mm -hmm. going, man, where did the time go? You're like, man, I should have just lingered longer. But it's a tough it's tough to do. But those that are doing it, I think that, you know, they've got they got life by the balls, if you were, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. Well, and it's funny because you here, here's just we're going to. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but, um, so back to the future movies, right? So the one back to the future movie, was it number two when he gets the magazine and he knows what the game scores are and he could go back and win all his money and he does kind yes. of thing. It's like, you look back at your life and you're like, damn, why did I do that? Why did, like, I'll be honest with you. I have a, I had, used to have a subscription of popular mechanics. And obviously magazines are, they're gone, right? Everything's online. Um, but I still have this because 1996, the front page was the internet was coming. And I'm like, 
if I would have invested in the internet in 1996, we wouldn't be talking today. I'd be on a beach somewhere relaxing. Okay. But (laughs) it is what it is. I love that example because it's so true, right? I mean, if you think about had I not done this and this and this, and it's like, well, look, you may not even be where you are now. You might be dead. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, who knows, right? Which is a perfect example where he goes back and sees that his his life is a total nightmare, you know? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Really interesting. Okay. Let's do, I love this one, worst career advice you ever received? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was thinking about something like that. I'm like, what, what is it that we risk for, for advice? And I think when I go back, it's, it goes back probably not that long ago, four or five years ago. Now it wasn't Ulta. So I'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, the advice I had was, is that um, somebody told me that one time that I need to be ingrained in the details to the, to the nth degree, right? Before you move forward. And, and I struggle with that advice. I think you have to know your information. You have to be prepared in regards to what you're going to present. You have to have your numbers, but you can trap yourself into being so paralyzed in regards to making sure everything is so perfect that time passes you by, number one. Uh, and number two, you, you don't get the opportunity to really interject in regards to things that actually you can have your facts, but you got to be able to interject some of the things that are not factual as well. And so the person I had or dealt with want everything to be very factual and very pointed. And I struggle with that mightily because it's just not my, the way I operate and it's not who I am. Um, And so it was probably really tough because it was hard to manage or work through with this person um, through projects. And it, it actually caused us to kind of get stuck in the mud and not get to the next level. So probably the worst. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's almost like marrying the advice with who you are and your skill set versus who's telling you the advice, right? It's kind of like, do they really know me? I don't know, probably not. Okay, transitioning to best advice. Um, So I was very fortunate at Family Dollar to work with somebody who I still consider um, a good friend, even though we don't talk a lot. Um, and I'll mention it here because Brian, Brian Venberg was a VP of HR at, at, uh, at Family Dollar. And uh, Brian, I, I sat and watched in regards to how he operated and, and what he did. And uh, for me, uh, he, it's somebody who, you know, he was one of the people that said to me, take your time, your will will come, be patient. And, and it was a very good support. And so as an advice quote, there really wasn't anything. It was more the way he, he lived by example. He would tell you things that were going to happen and he stood by what was going to happen. And then he was very transparent. One of the things that I would give people advice on, and this is where LP professionals sometimes struggle, is they're afraid to be transparent. And, and so that can really hurt your team. Obviously, there's things you can't say because there's, you know, there's certain issues from a financial or a business standpoint. But the more transparency you have, the more people will trust in regards to who you are as a leader because they know where they're going. And so that was one of the things that he was really good with. And his advice was not directed, it was indirectly because it was the way he lived, which is just be transparent and let people know where you're at. And he was transparent with me in a lot of different things. And it allowed me to be very secure as to where my career was going. And it went that way because I could trust that what he was telling me was, was true. So, yeah, that's a big one because it, it truly fosters that trust environment, you know, especially if your team is coming to you and they know what you're saying is, not a bunch of bull, 
it's yep. like, okay, yeah. I mean, John yep. would tell us, like, he's got yep. our back kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, that's really good. Okay, wrapping it up. Last okay. two questions. Um, advice for solution providers trying to sell you stuff. <laughs> okay. This is a good one. Uh-huh. Can we have a little segment on this? I love <laughs> providers. We need like uh, a like did it did 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 PSA kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have great relationship with my with, with my providers, but uh, if you're a new provider, don't try to sell me something the whole presentation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming to you, or we're having a, a meeting because there's something that interests me. So ask me a lot of questions about what I need and where I need to go with this, and then present that to me. Don't present the whole sales pitch because that's just, you know, your ears get crossed and nobody's paying attention kind of thing. So biggest thing is, is if somebody reaches out or you reach out to somebody and there is that initial interest, find out what it is that they need, why they're looking into it, what they can do to help and keep the presentation to a point where I think I talked about this, you know, 25, 26 minutes, you got a lot of interest there. Go past that. You know, be careful. So yeah, that'd be my (laughs) advice. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. And it's it's like they ask questions, visit the stores, right? Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this might be an interesting answer with you. Uh-oh. Probably not mine. But if Uh-oh. you weren't an LP executive, what career would you have? Okay. So number one, I wish I would have stayed playing baseball. I would have loved playing professional ball. That'd be number one. Yeah. Number two, I like the weather. I might have been a weatherman. that's cool okay plus what other job can you be wrong and still work yes that's what i say right i get so mad at my weather app and it's like who who are these people i want to be wrong most of the time and still have a job yeah what i want to be able to do is go okay so i think the shrink is going to be this and then when it goes like this but but that's okay it's like, okay. Tomorrow it's going to be okay. It's going to be like this. So. There was a barometric pressure system that came yeah. in and pushed the shrink and no one knew about it. It's like, yeah. okay, somebody, yeah, some, yeah. I yeah. want it to be like hundred percent rain forecasted. It doesn't rain and that weatherman lose their job. Maybe not the first time, you know what I'm saying? But damn. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now they'll tell us, we go by the computer. The computer says they read the storms and this is what it is. I, I get all that, but that's the job I want. But, yeah. and then number three, I guess I could probably do a whole bunch. I like the marketing part. I like that. That's that fun stuff, you know, where you get to create something. So I like what you do. Amp. That's pretty yeah. cool stuff. It, I have that? to say it is, it yeah. is fun because, you know, you get to see if it works right? Be like, I'm going to create this thing and see if it attracts people and moves people to action. So yeah, yeah. it's super yeah. fun. Yeah. And you get to adjust. And if it doesn't work, you go, well, I'll tweak it this way. Yeah. Oh, I got this. Yeah. So it's cool. Stuff. Yeah. And, Cause I'm like you in that whole, liking the psychology part of it a bit. And that's really, I'm a communications geek. You know, it's uh-huh. kind of like, that's the, how I study things, which is uh-huh. how do I get this group of people to move to action, which is, uh, uh-huh. which is fun. But this yep. podcast was not about me. We appreciate John so much for stepping into the Talk LP podcast hot seat. We appreciate awesome. you, man. Same here. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll be it for today. Thanks for listening. You can always follow us and tweet us even at Let's Talk LP. Follow us on LinkedIn. And if you haven't downloaded the Talk LP news app, 
You're crazy because you got yeah, you breaking are. news headlines, right? Right in the bottom right. of your hands. You got yep. gigs, jobs, uh -huh. research. Uh -huh. It's insane. So it's it's the newest, hottest thing on the market. If That's I do right. say so myself. That's, That's a little right. marketing for you. you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will talk at you later. See ya. Like we do it.